This is episode 49, What is Hypothyroidism? Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast, where we choose to become empowered patients and take our health into our own hands. Hi, I'm Shannon Hansen, a Christian entrepreneur, a mom of three, and after dealing with my own health mysteries, I made it my mission to learn everything I could about the thyroid. I soon became certified as a holistic wellness practitioner, a functional nutrition practitioner, and a functional diagnostic practitioner, and so much more. After that, I founded the revolutionary thyroid program, The Hansen Method. As a health professional and a mom, I fully understand the importance of having a fun, simple, and sustainable plan for achieving a responsive thyroid. So I share actionable and practical strategies for developing a responsive thyroid so that the ambitious moms and women can gain freedom from fatigue and lose the thyroid weight once and for all. Each week, I will be here for you. Along with my guest experts, we will be sharing simple and tangible tips that work for not only your thyroid, your hormones, your family, and your mindset so that you can get back to living the life that you envision for yourself. Welcome to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome, you guys. So we are going to be talking, what is hypothyroidism? The more that I talk to people, the more I realize that I was not, I am, was, I guess it was past, (laughs) was not alone in not fully understanding what hypothyroidism is, what Hashimoto's is, hyperthyroidism. And so I wanted to take some time to really dive through this. Now, I just recorded a podcast episode earlier today on autoimmunity 101. That will be coming out, um, and episode 44, I believe. And it clicked to me after recording that episode. What if people don't know what hypothyroidism is? Maybe they were just recently diagnosed and what if they don't know what that is? So then I was like, well, duh, it's my job to, to share with them what it is. And some of those first steps take, if you guys have been recently diagnosed or maybe you've been diagnosed for a while, you're taking your medication, but you still have no clue (laughs) what it is. So that's what I wanted to talk about with you guys. Hypothyroidism is growing at an alarming rate, especially here in the U.S. Um, An estimated 30 million Americans have some form of thyroid disease hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's, Graves, hyperthyroidism, and up to 60% of those people with thyroid disease are completely unaware. Or maybe you've gone and you've had the testing, but you haven't had the right testing (laughs) to fully assess what is going on, on with your thyroid. And so you have the symptoms, but you're still not getting diagnosed and you're not getting the help and the support that you need. On a global scale, about 20 million have, again, some form of thyroid disease. So we really need to take these steps in educating ourselves, educating family members, educating whoever we can when it comes to thyroid, because really this problem can be reversed, um, especially if we don't get too far (laughs) into the hole, so to speak. 
And I always laugh about this because when I first started my program as a holistic wellness practitioner, I thought, you know what? I'm going to help people prevent these things. Nobody wants to hire anybody to prevent it. I mean, okay, occasionally, but really most of the time people want to have a diagnosis. They want to be on medication. They want to know, yes, something is wrong with you. And then that is a point that we start to take that proactive approach. And I hope that you guys fall into a different category and really want to take a proactive approach wherever you're at in your thyroid journey. So there's really a lot of different forms of thyroid disease. But again, today we're going to be looking at hypothyroidism. So what is hypothyroidism? You guys, I hope that I can, I want to say boil this down for you and help you really understand what it is. And we're going to be talking about some geeky things because I want you to also be empowered when you go into your doctor's office and have these conversations with your doctor so that you can stay up to date. You can ask questions. And you guys, I remember when I started going into my endocrinologist and I started asking intelligent questions, they weren't so happy with me. No, they weren't. Um, but honestly, I didn't care. I didn't care because it's my body and I know my body best, just the same way that you know your body best. You've lived in it for how many ever years old you are. So, all right. Hypothyroidism is most often diagnosed when your TSH, thyroid stimulating hormones, are elevated. So when they're high, free T4 levels are low, or um, if you have a really good doctor and they're testing all of the things, they'll test for free T3 as well. And that can be low with hypothyroidism. But oftentimes your doctor is really just going to diagnose you with looking at that TSH levels. So let's kind of dive into what are TSH and what is a quote unquote normal level for that. So TSH is a thyroid hormone that is created and sent out from that pituitary gland, which is located in your brain. It's a little pea-sized gland um, at the base of the brain. And that tells the thyroid how much or how little thyroid to produce. So please note here that thyroid, um, your pituitary gland tells you what to do, but it's not telling the thyroid what to do. Okay. So they're two separate things. Pituitary is over here. It's saying it's getting the signal to create TSH. TSH is sending it to the thyroid. The thyroid doesn't know. I mean, it does know <laughs> in a perfect scenario, it knows what to do, but that pituitary gland isn't telling the thyroid what to do. Okay. Everyone is biochemically individual. So what we have found is that people typically do best between 0.5 to point, or I'm sorry, 2.5 in TS range, TSH range. <laughs> that's when they feel healthy. That's when they feel vibrant. That's when they feel good. And most labs will say normal ranges Okay, so normal ranges for most labs are going to be, again, 0.4, depending on your doctor, up to 0.8. Um, most people don't feel really good when their TSH is that high. So one of the recommendations that I have for 
anybody is to keep track of your labs, all of your labs, if you can put it in a binder, in a notebook, in something where everything is there, it's in chronological order, it's easy to find, it's easy to locate, but you can also take sticky pads and notes and write on there what your symptoms are. Excessive hair loss, gain 10 pounds in a month, um, lost 10 pounds in a month, you know, brain fog is out of this world. You guys can track those symptoms and you can start to find your unique baseline. I know some of our clients inside the Hanson Method will say, I feel the best at, you know, 2.2 TSH. And that's what I hope you guys are able to get to as you begin to collect the data for yourself. So moving on, what about free T4? Okay. So again, it's important to test the free T4 and free T3. Those thyroid hormones, them being free, tell us what is unbound in the body and what is available for use, which is really important. <laughs> so free T4 is a thyroid that is produced by the thyroid and you want free T4 to be in the middle of those lab ranges, okay? So if the range is 1.0 1, 1 to 3.0, you want your uh, free T4 to be close to two, right? About that range. Each lab though is gonna have slightly different ranges. So it's really best to look up those specific ranges so you know what number to look for, or you guys can download our thyroid panel guide and get a lot of information from that as well. Um, what is free T3, okay? So free T3, again, very important to have the free in there. Free T3 is that hormone that comes from T4, okay? So the thyroid makes T4 because of the TSH and it sends it to your liver to be converted into free T3. So if you want, we want, for looking at labs, we want your T3 to again, be in that middle range. So if the range is 1.0 to 3.0, you again want to be closer to that two range. And again, track what your normal is. Track when you feel really good. Um, and that way, if they're testing the free T3, you can see if you need an additional thyroid medication like Cytomel to help balance out those T3 levels for you. But we're gonna get into some more natural ways to do that um, without medication, if that's possible for you. So each lab has different ranges. And again, you want to just be making sure that you're looking up what those lab ranges are and becoming very familiar with that portion of it. So some symptoms of hypothyroidism are going to include um, the fatigue, exhaustion. I've heard a lot of people say, I'm just exhausted. Um, anxiety, thinning or loss of the outer eyebrows, some depression. Um, weight gain, feeling cold, irritable. Maybe you're snapping at your kids all the time. You have thinning hair, weakness in your muscles, your joints. Maybe you have itchy, dry skin where you're constantly applying lotion to your hands, your feet, your legs, every time you get out of the shower, or you have a difficult time concentrating and work or having a conversation, or your husband just tells you something and you, and you heard it but you're like, wait, what did you just say? <laughs> you know, you're only half in these conversations. Um, con brain fog, constipation, heavy or irregular cycles, 
um, puffy face, hoarseness in your voice, weakness in those muscles, elevated cholesterol, um, slow heart rate, high blood pressure, low blood pressure, insomnia, brittle nails, loss of libido. We can keep going. Loss of motivation, vitamin D, the low B12, low ferritin, a weakened immune system, chronic fatigue, skin issues, low basal temperatures, lumps in your throat, on and on and on and on and on, right? So let's look at why your TSH could be high. The pituitary gland, the hypothalamus, and the adrenals, also known as the HPA axis, are all part of the endocrine system and also the neurological system. And they communicate with one another throughout the day. And when the body perceives stress, something happens at work, something happens at home, maybe you're running late, you got to fight with your spouse, you can't find the $200 you put in your purse, whatever it is, emotional, physical, mental, environmental, um, stress from disease, et cetera, the hypothalamus tells the adrenals to work harder, to push out more, to produce more cortisol. And it tells the pituitary to crank out more TSH so that the thyroid slows down. You guys have a podcast episode on this 43. So if you want to learn more about the HPA axis, go check out that podcast on the Thriving Thyroid podcast. Um, so high um, TSH levels aren't actually a thyroid problem. Instead, it's more of an imbalance with your HPA axis. And it is your practitioner's job, or if you work with us, it is our job to help you figure out why you're having that imbalance and what you can do to help support that imbalance as well. All right. So why would your free T4 be low? Most often free T4 is low because the thyroid doesn't have the resources to produce proper T4. The thyroid needs two nutrients, tyrosine, which is a protein and iodine to produce those hormones, or what I like to say is help convert those hormones. <laughs> they increase, so increasing the consumption, the eating of iodine supporting foods, that's going to be your strawberries, um, sea vegetables, um, seaweed, things like that, and reducing your exposure to neurotoxins. This is going to be your chlorine, your fluoride, your bromine, because this is really incredibly important at helping to support the body creating and converting those things. Um, making sure that you guys get proper testing for iodine <laughs> um, before supplementing with that. So whether your iodine is high or low, making sure that that has the right balance. Again, you can find more information on that in the podcast episode 41. If you're concerned about taking iodine, I recommend just go check that out. We talked about a few things in that episode um, to, help you, <laughs> to help support you guys a little bit there. Free T4 can also be low if thyroid antibodies are high. So again, this is important to have those proper thyroid chemicals run every single time, including thyroid antibodies when you have your labs ran. It's not okay and it's not enough to just test TSH and T4. We need to get as much data points 
fortified where it is we can. So TSH, free T4, free T3, TPO, and TGAB. Okay, at a minimum, those five things. When the antibodies are high, they're going to attack the thyroid tissue. And this can be really difficult for the thyroid <laughs> to produce the free T4, right? Some other common things that would cause low free T4 is anemia. And again, this is one of the big reasons why we have all of our clients do some functional testing because the body needs iron to make TPO, an antibody for your thyroid, which then is used by your thyroid hormone T4. And when the body is deficient in iron, free T4 levels can drop, putting the body into that hypothyroidism state. So something to note here is we need to have our iron levels balanced because copper toxicity, so if copper is high because we've had copper IUD, we've had medication, um, maybe we're using copper pots or whatever, right? Like we could be exposed to it. If copper levels are super high, it's going to cause iron levels to drop, but it, it may not show up in your blood work. Okay. It would show up in the soft tissues of your body. And that's again, why we would do a hair test for that. So we can really see what's going on. And if copper levels are out of balance, that's going to impact your selenium levels which will block glutathione production in your body, which is essentially your detoxification system. So there's really a lot to do with just, and it's more than just iron is good, ferritin levels are good, right? Or bad or whatever. Like there's really kind of this whole picture that we need to start putting together. Um, again, Talk to your practitioner, talk to your nutritionist about this. Make sure that you are taking the right supplements um, when it comes to these things and not just supplementing willy-nilly because we don't know what other damage we could be doing if we just start taking something, okay? So next thing that we need to talk about is why is your free tea free low? There are really three major um, reasons why this is happening. Number one, free T3 can be low because there's just not enough T4 being produced by the thyroid and it can't convert it because it's just not there. That's number one. Number two, if there is adequate T4, but there isn't adequate T3, then this can indicate liver congestion. So let me explain this to you guys. Your thyroid produces T4. It sends it to the liver to be converted into this active form of free T3. And if you have enough free T4, but not enough free T3, then you don't have the necessary thyroid hormones. And it also doesn't mean that you don't have a quote unquote thyroid problem. It really means that you need to support your liver so that, so that your, your liver can convert the T4 into T3. Well, how do we do this? Because this is a very common thing. If you guys have been diagnosed with fatty liver, if you have gallbladder issues, you have some liver congestion happening. Um, so what we need to do again, support it through lifestyle, support it through nutrition, support it through supplementation and really finding out why you're having that fatty liver or issues in that way. 
Um, you can also experience symptoms of estrogen dominance, meaning you're having a hard time losing weight. You're carrying weight in your hips and your thighs. Um, you probably got some hormonal issues, maybe some tender breasts, um, heavy, painful periods along with that. You could be experiencing um, severe headaches, blood sugar Im imbalances, chemical sensitivities, skin issues, whether it be like some, we call them like Hashi rashes or eczema, psoriasis, um, acne issues, <laughs> dark circles under your eyes. Those really are just some of those basic things of um, having liver issues, okay? All right, and number three to this is free T3 can also be low because of excess cortisol output. Your body is stressed, it's overworked because of environment, because of lifestyle, because of um, illness, disease, discomfort, and it's blocking the conversion of free T3 into free T4 because the body is making and using a lot of cortisol. And so the body just can't do all of the things at once, right? So again, make sure that you are asking your practitioners for a full thyroid panel that includes more than just TSH and so that you can get a better idea. Keep track of those things. Um, number two, if your free T4 levels are low, I recommend increasing your consumption of um, iodine supporting foods, iodine rich foods, sea vegetables, wild seafood, if you can tolerate that, um, pastured eggs, again, if you can tolerate that, strawberries are also good, and reduce your exposure to chlorine, um, fluoride, bromide, um, Again, because those are those neurotoxins that are going to impede the function of that. Okay. Number two, number three <laughs> is take steps to support your adrenals. Um, this is a big issue, you guys, <laughs> especially if you have gone through menopause or maybe you're currently going through menopause. We need to make sure that the adrenals are well loved and well supported because they will be helping to regulate sex hormones for you as well. And when it comes to the adrenals, I would love to be like, just do this one thing <laughs> and it'll be amazing. Sometimes we have to supplement. Sometimes we have to learn to say no. Sometimes we have to learn to not be a people pleaser. Sometimes we have to take out environmental stressors or people stressors or walk away from jobs that we don't really like that are causing a lot of stress. Sometimes it's simple as doing some breath work or meditation or yoga. Take all of those suggestions, <laughs> try them out and see what you can get from that. Okay, number four, reduce your sugar intake. Sugar and stress basically do the same thing in your body minus the calories. So they help balance your TSH, which you need, okay? And hold on, let me see how I can say this. So stress and sugar, they do the same thing in the body, minus the calories. So to help balance your TSH, you need to watch the sugar intake. That's what I wanted to say. If you have massive sugar cravings right now, um, you guys need to find some natural options. I tell my clients to use dates with maybe some peanut butter or just find things that are naturally sweet, uh, fruits, veggies, veggies aren't really sweet, more fruit, 
throat <laughs> um, to help with those things. All right, number five, remember your practitioner is working for you. Did I just say that? <laughs> it's not the other way around, you guys. When you hire a practitioner like myself, when you hire your doctor or physician, it is 100% okay to ask them questions. It's okay to ask them about the root cause and what's going on. And if they don't treat you respectfully um, and allow you to ask the questions about what's going on with your body, you need to find a new practitioner to work with, period, end of discussion, <laughs> okay? It really took me a long time. I'm going to say more than two years to find a doctor that would listen to me, that educated me, that supported me, that didn't make me feel stupid or dumb or like I didn't matter or that I was just another like tick on, <laughs> at, on the day roll, you know, whatever their, their lineup, whatever you call that is or schedule. <laughs> Be persistent, you guys. Find the right practitioner to work with because I promise you it's going to pay off. I promise you. Medication is going to be regulated. You're going to have energy. You're going to lose the weight. You're going to feel good and you're going to get back to the life that you want and the life that you deserve. Number six, start moving away from processed foods. Eat real nutrient-dense foods, you guys. I know that this is so hard as part of the problem with thyroid imbalances is you're having food cravings, you're having sugar cravings, you're having salt cravings. And it's like, you want me to do what? Just simply put in more nourishing foods. And I know that you guys are tired. I know that you're worn out and burnt out and fatigued. And the thought of standing in the kitchen and making things all day long is exhausting especially if you've been at work all day or you've had kids all day. Look for one pan, one pot meal, um, instant pot meals, whatever you need to do, crock pot meals, <laughs> freezer meals, have a caterer come in, have a, that wasn't the word, like have a personal chef come in and help you guys. We have a ton of resources inside our free Facebook group. You guys can search recipes. We give tons of nutrition value away in the group. So make sure to check those out, okay? Also, number seven, make sure that you have plenty of key thyroid nutrients. That's gonna be things like selenium, zinc, magnesium, iron, um, healthy saturated fats, vitamin A, vitamin B vitamins, vitamin C, vitamin E. All of these are essential for proper thyroid support. Number eight, support your digestive system so that you can adequately break down and absorb these foods. Again, this is a big problem when it comes to thyroid is a lot of us don't have the mechanisms to break down food. So interestingly enough, talking about minerals, <laughs> we need a zinc to create stomach acid. Stomach acid helps produce the digestive enzymes to break down food so that we can get the nutrients that we need, so that we can lose weight, so that we can be energized, so that we're not bloated and constipated and gassy and upset, right? And zinc and copper have a nice little ratio. So if copper's high, it's gonna push zinc down. And then it's gonna impact iron over here as well. And that's gonna impact selenium. And then we get stuck in this loop and things aren't working. 
it's really nasty. <laughs> really, really nasty. All right, you guys, I hope you learned something new and you are able to glean just a little bit of information that's going to help you and support you on your fibroid journey. If you have questions, please come back and ask them. I'm going to just do a quick little check here on Facebook to see if you guys have any questions. I didn't do too much interaction this time because I wanted to just get through it. I knew today was going to be a little bit longer. Oh, just going on here. Okay. All right. Hello, Shannon. Okay. She says her TSH is at 14.7. Yeah, that's pretty high. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you guys are, again, watching the replay, hashtag replay, um, if you have questions, ask them in the comments below and we will get to them and I will see you guys in the next. Have a good night. Before you go, I want to make an offer to you guys. Now, there's no pressure here, but if you are like me and you just want to get to the root of the issue and you want help and you want guidance and you just want to know what to do and you are an action taker and you are highly ambitious, we have several spots that are open for the Hansen Method. Our schedule fills up very quickly. So if you are interested in getting in, filling out an application and joining us, please take the time to visit the show notes and schedule your thyroid breakthrough call. We will be talking to you about what is holding you back. Where do you want to go? How do you want to feel? And then give you our personal and professional recommendations on the next step for you so that you can get out of this thyroid chaos once and for all. Wait before you go! Please subscribe if you found value in today's episode. Leave us a review and share on Instagram and please tag us. We love your reviews!